Hi, this is Catherine Mary Stewart from The Last Starfighter, Night of the Comet, and Weekend at Bernie's. And you are listening to Retro Life for You. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show here, Retro Life for You podcast. My name is Chris Adams, and as always, we got the goofball over here with me. Fresh haircut. Y'all might not recognize me, but it's me under here. Travis Robbins. <laughs> I got rid of the beard. He got rid of He shaved a little bit. I think just because he shaved and, you know, buffed up his head a little bit, he can stand out. Oh, yeah. It's okay, though. I put my hat on so the glare didn't kill everybody. You did not do that this week. Nah, well, the glasses is going to take care of it anyway, but we are... Uh, we're, we're going to talk to somebody who don't have no glare. Right. No glare. No, no glare. glare I'm all. so excited. This man lives about two and a half to three hours away from me. And I am less excited for Travis because he can visit there and I can't. Not for a while. <laughs> However, that will change one day. Uh, we're going to talk with Scott Leftwich today who runs an Airbnb, which is 80s style themed, mm-hmm. which is a cool idea. I had someone turned this on to me a little while back and... It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen, and I got to looking into it more. He's got a, a very retro 80s themed arcade as well. Now, I don't know if he goes beyond 80s. We'll ask him in just a minute how you know, far the games go and everything. But right. uh, such a cool place to look at and talk about, and we're going to go ahead and bring him on in with us. Heck here. yeah, so, bring him on, bring him on. I'm not going to waste any time asking Travis right. how he is today mm-mm, because mm-mm, cause don't it really don't care. matter. Because we're excited. No, it, it's, we're excited. Forget Travis. All right. There he is. Here we go. Scott, welcome back onto the show again with us here. We uh, bring you here. We're starting to um, talk about your place there, and I did bring up a thing pretty quick. I'm just going to get off the bat here with you. The arcade you've got going on there. I'm going to ask you a quick question about that, then I'm going to get you to just tell us about the arcade and the Airbnbs you've got going on. But out of curiosity, before I forget, the, the, the games that you've got in the arcade, are they, are they 80s only, or does it expand past the 80s? Everything is from the 70s to 1984, representing the golden age. Okay. Nice. Okay, that's cool. So that's we got, cool. the, do, you, do we have the original karate, where it's just the guys yes. walking? Karate oh, champ. Oh, yes. Karate dude, champ, I yes. I used karate to play champ. that in the laundromat while my mother washed clothes <laughs> for hours. <laughs> yes. I, I think we all did at one point with that no one. Doubt. Go ahead, if you will, and then take a couple of minutes and just explain to us about the the arcade itself and the 80s theme Airbnb that you're doing. Let and people out here know what you got going on. And, of course, where you're located and everything, too. Mm-hmm. They need to know that so they know where to go to when they come visit. Okay. Um, right out of the gate, uh, it's in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And um, our website is longlivethe80s.com. So you can go there and uh, check it out. Of course, we're at Facebook, too. Uh, but, oh boy, it's a long story, but I'll try to keep it short. Um, the arcade, I've been collecting and restoring classic arcade games for 26 years. Eight years ago, uh, we decided to open our home and let people come in and play these games. At the time, there was about 50. Uh, wow. Now there's 125. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, well, and the whole premise of that, it's it's called Wieners and Losers. So we're mm-hmm. at Facebook slash Wieners and Losers. Okay. That's so, why I couldn't find you earlier. Right. So Wieners and Losers started about eight years ago. And 
the whole premise was, well, if if people will come in and play, uh, you know, to relive their youth, I'll just use we'll do it as a fundraiser and I'll use that money to restore more games, there bring them back to life. Mm-hmm. So that worked because uh, we started with 50 and now we we're at 125. So that's one Saturday a month that we do that and it's invitation only. So you have to contact me through the website to get an invite to come, but we have people come from all the surrounding States. They've come from Georgia, Ohio, just everywhere. Uh, Cause it's the largest private collection of working golden age games on the East coast. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, I, know that that's a, awesome. I know that's a, that's a, a project of passion, but at the same time, man, that's incredible. It's, it's something. Um, <laughs> so the Airbnb we launched in November and um, it's an 80s themed Airbnb. So uh, you stay in an 80s themed room. Um, you have access to every game console ever made from the beginning to CD platforms. Ooh, even the Atari Jaguar? Yes, sir. Oh, <laughs> no way. Nobody even knows about that game, dude. That's oh, yeah. awesome. That's so cool, man. 3DOs and everything. 3DO, yeah. Sega Saturn, Mm -hmm. uh, all that. So um, that, well, there's also, uh, you can watch VHS movies and uh, there's a stereo stock with 80s vinyl. And it's just a very immersive 80s experience. That's so awesome, dude. It's like a major flashback there, you know. it, it, It really is. Now, what has transpired since we opened it, has completely blown my mind, which is, yeah, I saw the media for a a little recognition for this just to get the word out. And uh, so all the local media picked it up. Well, then Yahoo got a hold of it and uh, then it went national and it was on stations all over the country. So we started having people come from, all over the country. Mm-hmm. Well, then a popular YouTuber came in, Adam the Woo, and uh, another, uh, some other popular YouTubers. Uh, uh, they're called Journey More. Mm-hmm. And between those two, now it's gone uh, international, and we have people coming from Canada, Europe. Wow, wow. that's Just amazing, all- man! Congratulations, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's- well, thanks. It's uh. To be honest, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No doubt. Um, you were but, sitting home thinking, uh, there can't be that many people who want to come play these games. But the few that do, the ones that do, we're ready for them. Next thing you know, you got people from Germany asking, are you available for a weekend? <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's pretty awesome, though. I mean, no doubt. That's, that's, large, that's a lot of large growth and fast. Yeah, it is. And it's only me here. I mean, well, my wife, but... You know, I'm. I have to work on them and um, just manage everything—the social media and uh, so managing winners and losers, managing the Airbnb. Uh, it can get get a little bit uh, uh, tedious. Yeah, I would but, imagine. But it's fun. It's a good time. And uh, yeah, there's a direct link to the Airbnb at our website, longlivethe80s.com, so they can check it out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of the story and uh, 
Well, that's so. incredible. I will no doubt be checking here. I'm going to be sending requests in to get my invite like immediately. And then, sure. uh, then I want to make Travis make sure he takes a video for me while he's there so I can see what he's doing so I can live vicariously through him <laughs> right, for, right. for a little while at the very least. You'll yeah. love it. So yeah. how many people do you, how many people are allowed into the arcade on that Saturday? Like, is there, do you okay. fill it up or do you just let the people that stay in the Airbnb B and B or uh, what, no, what do you usually try to keep it to? Right. I'll block the Airbnb on that particular day when we open wieners and losers and we'll have a group from two to five and another group from six to nine. And there's usually about 40 to 50 people in each group. Okay. And that creates a really good arcade vibe. Right. Because, uh, you know, you have people, I guess, my age reminiscing. And then we have a lot of young people come to. We have teenage regulars that can't get enough. Mm -hmm. So um, but, you know, there's games you'll know. All the popular titles are here. And then there's games that are uncommon. And then there's nine games in which there's less than 10 known to exist in the world. Really? Can you name that? Can you go? Can we just jump right in and name those off? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I got to know. Yeah, I can try. Um, let's see. They would be Challenger, Frisky Tom, Tank Battalion, Extra Bases, which is a baseball game, mm -hmm. King and Balloon, Levers, um, Space Odyssey, and there's two more. Oh, um, Mad Crasher and Mars. So wow. those are the nine. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's amazing that I can remember that. <laughs> right. Yeah, especially if you got 125 <laughs> working games. Wow. And I imagine you still have more that you're you're in process of restoring and doing all that with. Exactly. Yeah. And, and while we're talking about the uh the arcade games here, here's a uh, little shot of some of them right there. Mm-hmm. Now I can't I don't know if this was my computer. If I did this when I when I captured the picture, I, I can't make out any of them for sure which ones they are. Roxy Pac-Man. <laughs> and it looks like Galaga. I thought yeah, one looked yeah. like Galaga. Yeah, I thought yeah. that. But then we got a few more down through here, a little line of machines through there. I mean, it's yeah. looking, I mean it looks pretty cool. Definitely. Hubert, no doubt. I would, dude, I I would be played, in heaven in there. I've not played Hubert in a long time. When I was young, there was a uh, little little convenience store in behind the apartment complex I lived in and the lady who owned it and ran it had two video games in there. She had Missile Command and she had Frogger. Mm -hmm. And I would go there practically every day or at least once or twice a week after a while it quit being every day because the quarters were running low. <laughs> and, um, and um but uh Frogger, I loved playing Frogger at that point in time. That was great. Missile Command was a was a fun, you know, offset for me, but Frogger I really liked getting into with that. And I would play that all the time. Uh, my mom would, uh, she wouldn't take it to the arcade that much because, you know, I would go crazy with quarters. I'd be like, give me, give me 20 bucks, 20 bucks. And, you know, then 20 bucks, you know, you wouldn't get 20 bucks. It's that easy then. And right. it was a little, bit, right. a little bit of a different time, you know, versus now. It's a little bit different. But, you know, I always made sure that if we ever went places like to the local Walmart at the time or something, I would stop you to play a game for when in or come out. And they would have Phoenix, uh, which I assume you get Phoenix there since you get most of the popular titles. Ed Galaga, uh, there was Defender, there was Pac-Man, there was Donkey Kong. They changed them out every now and then. Right. But those Frogger were, those was the first game I ever bought. Was it really? That's great. Yeah. Was it Frogger. the table version or the upright version? Or did upright. they have a table version? Okay. Yeah. Thank Dice. 
Nice. Do you remember the first? Uh, now you said Frogger was the first game. I'm sorry that you bought for the arcade. It is mm-hmm. okay for the arcade. Okay, I thought you meant for your personal collection for a second there. That's why I stopped and double checked for asked that question. I was about to ask you the first one for the arcade. Um, when you first opened the arcade, you said you had about what was it, twenty five? About fifty. Well, about fifty. Do you remember? Like, was it mostly popular titles at that point in time, or was it no. obscure ones then? Or no, it was really just games that. I liked or just sort of fell in my lap at a reasonable reasonable price, I guess, which back then everything was reasonable. Um, from 1996 to 2006, nobody wanted this stuff. It was junk. And right. so I and bought a lot of stuff during those years and taught myself, you know, how to do a few things. And it led to this. Yeah. We started, we started experiencing a Renaissance with that here. This, and I would say in the last decade or so, it started really kind of exploding with that. Do you ever? Um, do you still have to f- locate the tube televisions and all? Do you ever? Do you ever update or upgrade anything, or do you try to stay as hundred percent original as you possibly can? Yeah, I'm I'm a purist, so uh, everything is CRT monitors. Um, I like that. We don't do yeah, we don't do LCD. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is as it was then. Um, you're playing the real deal when you come here. So, um, so awesome. Yeah. Heck I'm yeah. a little bit of a stickler for that. Cause I want people to get that experience. I want people my age to come in and play it exactly the way it was Heck yeah. when, when they were a kid and I want their kids to have that same experience. So, yeah, that's awesome. And I, and I know my nine year old, you know, I've got one of the old, uh, it looks like the old Atari 2600, uh-huh. I believe. It's the little wooden one, little wooden right. and black one. And um, it's got a, what is it, like 200 games on it or something. And, you know, we're sitting around with computers and PlayStation 4s and 5s and Wii's and everything else and Nintendo Switches and all that. And, you know, he'll be down here playing some Frogger. And to be able to go in and do that, like you said, you know, reliving reliving that kind of past I, I was looking away because i'm staring at your i was i was staring at the photos that you placed man it's just that's amazing then with the airbnb beside it just like dude i love the fact that you keep it that you keep it like that too because it's like we went out to uh <clears throat> dave and buster's with my cousin and i'm i'm walking around this place like are you serious this is an arcade minute Flappy Bird on a touchscreen, eight feet tall. Here, what am I playing? This is not, you know, I'm looking for a house. It doesn't of the feel like an arcade, does it? No, it does not. It does. It doesn't anymore. And and none of our places really kind of do anymore. You know, um, what is it? Chuck E. Cheese and uh, Frankie's Fun Park's got a few of them around here. You know, but um, you know, our our last true arcade, I feel like in our area in Greenville, South Carolina, was Tropical Islands. Once it was gone, it was kind of gone. Frankie's came in and it was fun, but. We didn't have all this. We didn't have all this. And this is, man, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on a mailing list soon. <laughs> I, I have a bit of a, of a thing. I mean, I love the old games like, you know, like, like Scott has there. I do. Um, I'd be, I'd love to look at the obscure games that I've never seen before that might be a little bit different just to see how they play and everything. But I had this thing. I mean, I, I, I love a lot of the 90s based games that are out there too, like the Mortal Kombat's and the, the Killer Instincts. And I'm not much of a Street Fighter person, but. The Daytona 500 driving game out there and things like that. If if I had a nice mix of everything, I would I would never leave probably. You know? <laughs> right. I, I would I would hide behind the games or something when they shut it down. 
and plug everything back in when they left and play all night long probably or something you know <laughs> I, but the, the, the whole 80s thing it was it, it's just super cool you mentioned karate champ earlier uh travis um well, what was the one called? I think it was just called Kung Fu, I think, where you get a guy going just left to right or right to left on the screen, and he's either punching or kicking the people yeah. coming at him. And Kung Fu was – he's just dressed in white. He's just white with a black belt. Yeah, I don't know how you straight ahead. Yeah, so. yeah, right, right. It's, it's <laughs> something like Yi-R or something Kung Fu or something. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't. Or Kung yeah. Fu Master. Uh, there's, there's a couple of different ones. It was Kung Fu Master, too, and I – Sometimes I get those mixed up a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Heck yeah. Those, those, I mean, I'm just having a thousand of them come to mind instantly now that we're talking about this. It. like they're all flooding back all of a sudden. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really crazy. Your, uh, your Airbnb that you're running with the 80s theme room, um, how exactly is this set up? Set up? Is it like one, is it like uh, just one room? Like where the, yeah, they can rent this room out and the 80s base thing that you put in there is what should everybody gets or do you have different versions of 80s base rooms like you may have a girl's 80s base room or this guy's version or you may have like a masters of the universe room set up or this was a gi joe room plus whatever i mean is it all just the same or different ones or it's one room uh okay. and it's kind of a mix between you know there's uh i guess uh toys for boys, toys for girls in, in the room. So it's a little bit of everything for everybody. Yeah. And, uh, but the room is pretty huge. It's a huge room uh, because your beds are in there and um, uh, that's where the, the consoles are in there. Oh, um, okay. So you can get full, you get full access. You get full 24 hour access to the consoles then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. you have this, um, you know, sometimes I have to help hook those up, but, um, yeah, you have access to every console, um, and that's from the beginning to CD platform. So that's amazing. A lot. Yeah, that's, yeah. that is a lot. That's amazing. And we'll, while we're talking about that, here's a couple of quick pictures on that. We've got, mm-hmm. you know, he mentioned having the beds in the room and everything. you got some posters on the wall. We got a little purple rain up there. I mentioned Masters of the Universe. There's a large poster. It looks like a Masters of the Universe right in between the other two. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm almost want to plead ignorant to the left there. Or is that a Rick Springfield poster or something? Rick Springfield. Yes. Okay, see, I, thought, I thought it might be. I'm th- and when you think 80, that's one of the names that always pops up, right? Good shot. Um, is that a Back to the Future rug down there? It is. Nice. Look at you, Travis. Going with your bad self there. Yeah. Uh, got a different shot here. Now there is the to the bottom left, Travis. We look at the. Yes, case. I see that shelf. <laughs> oh, that's my heart's desire. Couch <laughs> in front of the room. television with the arcade, uh, the the one console set up right there already. Oh yeah. Got your others over there on the count on, on the shelving. Amazing. You got the stereo. I I yeah I I miss my stereo like that. I swear. Right. I did. You know, um, what all types of vinyl do you have in there? You mentioned 80s vinyl. Is it just like an assortment of artists or? Yeah. How did you determine what you put in there? Just grab them at random, what you've seen, or the stuff you liked growing up with? Well, um, well, that stereo is my stereo that I bought with my the first money I ever made my first job when I was 14 years old. Super uh, awesome. And that was the summer of 1986. And so, um, 
all that vinyl is my vinyl from back then. Um, oh, so um, it's all 80s and it's a mix. It's just a little bit of everything. And, and I did add a little bit since then uh, or since we launched the, the Airbnb. But um, yeah, it's like really my stuff. That's so, too cool. Yeah, I mean that is. It's uh, it's good stuff. But uh, it's it, it's a nonstop carousel of '80s here. I mean, it's there's so much to do. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, mean, I don't think I don't think you can do it all in one day. No, I mean you, you can you can probably touch on everything in one day, but I don't think you can truly enjoy it all in one no, day. No, not you can do that in months. Right, I mean, it, it, it would take know. a long time. I mean, there are people that come to the arcade who think they're going to walk around and play every game once. Hmm. It's impossible. You can't right. in three hours. Hmm. You just can't do it. Um, no. So when you open the arcade uh, the two times during the day, is that invite only as well, or is that is that? It one? is okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. So people contact the, me. Uh, if people contact me through the website, um, then they're put in a database, mm -hmm. and then they'll receive periodic invites to come. Right on, right on. Well, I guess I got a two part question. Uh, with it being wieners and losers, do we got hot dogs? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even okay, think to so explain you, that. So you've got a restaurant as well. Well, it it's, we have a standard. We have a, right, we have a kitchen downstairs, and okay. um, my wife has created her own homemade chili and slaw, and so we, we sell on, we sell hot dogs, but we have a simple menu. We don't have like this huge menu. It's it's simple. We keep it simple. Uh, it and, it and doesn't it's have just to there. be. We got homemade chili and homemade coleslaw. We don't need nothing. <laughs> when it's homemade, we we, we don't have to be uh, extravagant. <laughs> right. It, it's it's good stuff. And, uh, you know, so the kitchen is there to keep people's stamina up so they can, right. you know, keep playing games. And uh, but it's it's just such a good time. And of course, there's a jukebox down there and all the records on that is 80 to 84. Oh, man, that's so cool. And, so, uh, cool. so, yeah. So if I was to catch an invite and I wanted to bring, you know, like, say, me and my nine year old. Or, or me and my nine-year-old and, and, and my one of my other sons, so three of us caught an in. Uh, oh, I think we think we're losing him. <laughs> you didn't hear any of that, did you? I didn't. I didn't either. Oh, no. Hey, Travis. Me? Uh, Travis, you're can, okay. Okay, now you're fro you're kind of uh in and out a little bit, Travis. Okay, now you're yeah, okay. a little choppy, a little choppy like and you can went you all robotic. Uh, speaking yeah, of old eighties music, you went Mr. Roboto on us. Let me close <laughs> down some of my web browser. Okay, can you yeah. am I good now? Yeah, yeah. you're good. Yeah. Just, okay, just, uh, I think I'm maybe I had too much question. web browser going. We heard as much as you, your son, and one of your other kids is what we heard, and you kind of went. Well, say, we, say say we win say we win the email lottery and we get the invite, and we want to come up there. Uh, what's the system? Are we are we pay by play like original machines, or are we we are it's, we a flat rate? Like, well, how do we what do we do with that? It's fifteen dollars per person, and that covers all of your gaming. And when you get an invite, you're welcome to bring as many people as you want. Oh wow! And um, so it's 
Uh, oh, and you'll get invites. Once you're in the database, you'll get plenty of invites. Um, cool. Don't think that it's going to be another six months before you get an invite. Like I get through people quickly because, you know, everybody has obligations, you know, mm-hmm. kids, softball game, cookout, wedding, yada, yada, yada. So uh, everybody has obligations. And so I'm able to, to get through people pretty quickly and um, keep everybody satisfied. That is awesome. That is so awesome. I'm definitely going to be, I'm going to be on the mailing list. It's like when we get done, I'm tapping this in. I would be doing it right now. I would be doing it right now, but I think evidently, I think my, uh, I think having all the web browser up while I was doing this may have been what froze me up there. For the first time in my life, I can say these four words, honestly, which are, you won't be disappointed. Oh, I believe it, man. You could have, you could, you could have your original 50, and some homemade chili and coleslaw and fat boy is there. <laughs> it's good stuff. No doubt. Um, no doubt. That's like, does he like these games? Well, does Travis like cake? <laughs> yes, <he does. laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. So uh, another one real quick. Um, so what stages do you get? Like what's been your most broken down machine that you've restored? Do you go full into repre- uh, restoring the boxes with the, the paint or or, you know, uh, restaining and shellacking to, to the electronics, electronics. and machines. Like how right. far do you, do you dive in and how, and where's the point where you say, no, that's too much work. Well, if it's, if the machine cosmetically is just roached, then I'll restore it. Um, you know, I'll take it all the way, but unless it's really roached, you know, I don't like to do that because, you know, I like, that people have carved their initials in on the side. And um, I like that maybe the the paint is a little bit faded on the side where people have had their hands holding on to the side of the cabinet as they play the game. Yeah. And (laughs) I like that historical patina about them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, but yeah, they, um, they do pretty well. There are some games that break down more than others, but um, once you go through them pretty well, uh, you're good for a long time for the most part. Okay, so you just kind of just kind of keep them clean and a little bit of general maintenance here and there. And yeah, just uh, keep the air re- flowing through them. I imagine so they don't get too off <laughs> hot. <laughs> well, yeah, you just gotta rebuild power supplies and monitors and. Um, just different things, right. but uh, they break down. I mean, on you know, when we do wieners and losers, uh, they're on usually for about nine hours, and you can pretty much guarantee that one will probably break down mm-hmm. over that nine-hour period. Uh, but you know, I usually I stay on top of it, and right. you know, I'll get it knocked out. And I would say out of one hundred and twenty-five machines that are forty-plus years old. Uh, one out of <laughs> one out of those over a nine hour period, man. That's, you're you're a Maytag man, dude. Like we don't have to fix <laughs> we don't have to really fix nothing anymore. Like they don't make right. them like that anymore, man. You get it. Yeah, PlayStation, man. I've had three PlayStation fours already. You know what I mean? Like you just wear out. We got yeah. these guys running from the seventies and they're still rolling. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've got I've got a, a buddy that helps me uh, sometimes with the cosmetic stuff and i got a, a good buddy that helps me with some of the electronics on occasion so but you know i try to wing it and hope for the best and 
Uh, and usually they they run pretty good. Right on, they What's your uh, uh, what's your opinion on some of these newer things they're releasing that you can buy through Walmart and places like the arcade one up machines they have? Have you, have you seen much of those? You know, I have still never played one. I haven't um, either, really. But I've you know, I've played one, but they're not. They're tiny. They're made to go into your house. It's basically they took those old. They they took the idea of what I was talking about with the you know you can buy the little replica. Uh, Atari and have 200 games. So they'll yeah. throw three or four games on this thing and give you the arcade experience, but it's still right. like, it's, you know, it's, it's a yeah. third well, of the size of an arcade game. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I get it. Not everybody has room to put huge arcade machines in their home. Right. So I totally yeah. understand that market and, and, you know, good for them. Um, but, uh, you know, as a purist, you know, obviously, I'm partial to the real thing, <laughs> right? You're like that's cheesy, man. And not only that, they're not doing a, they're not doing games that are that are the age of yours either. I mean, we're talking, you know, you'll have some Donkey Kong on there and stuff like that. Yeah, there, there, but it's mostly two or like three. Combat and Street Fighter and stuff like that. So. I, I want to yeah. say one of them has got some of the old Star Wars games, but I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't yeah. remember exactly when the Star Wars the Star Wars games were early '80s or more toward mid '83. '83, um, okay. They got one console that's got uh, three, let's say three, three Star Wars games on it, and there's one that's got uh, Tempest as well as like um, Defender mm-hmm. and Missile Command and Centipede yeah. and you know a, a lot of ones like that. You know, as far as the older games go, you can choose what you want to play and go from there. But like Travis said, the the console itself, the cabinet, not console, the cabinet itself is a lot smaller and thinner the screen is smaller to play on it's not quite as big the the feel of it the nostalgia of it kind of it still brings that that memory back to you playing the game but i just don't think that it's as fun as the actual arcade size game sitting in front of you either absolutely not well you know the you know those games were designed for the technology in which they existed at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's why, you know, maybe it it might feel like a cheap impersonation of the real thing. Right. Right. Cause it, and you know, excuse me, we've got, you know, I can take this thing right here and put an emulator on it and have every, well, say SNES. I can have every SNES game ever made on this. Whereas, sure. you know, we had like, you know, the inner, I've taken, not necessarily taken them apart, but, you know, they get so old. So I've actually played my SNES with just the, just the, uh, the computer chip with tape wrapped around it. So I didn't even have a case on it. I was just <laughs> shoving that in there. But, uh, you know, the technology's gotten to, to where everything's so much smaller. You know, you don't have the diodes and you don't have all the, the lights and all the, you know, it's just, everything's so small now too that they can pack so much in whereas that was like you know the the nostalgia and would you be a purist and all you know you walk in and you see all this and it's just like oh and now you know our children don't get that because it's all they got it they can have every bit of it right here and it's not that impressive but they'll still walk in and even with that though they'll still walk in and see that place and go oh (laughs) yeah they do and they enjoy it the young people really really enjoy it because you know these games uh they're the ultimate test of hand-eye coordination no doubt (laughs) no doubt that's something that they don't necessarily get 
today. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's amazing. And what's something else that's funny is a lot of times when young people leave, I'll hear them say, "My hands hurt, my back hurts, my feet hurt." <laughs> they're just yep. they're hurting. Rookies. All Right, yeah, rookies. We used to spend days off in there. What are y'all talking about? And go yeah. roller skating too. Right. Well, they're just, they're just not conditioned for it. And they're not. Speaking, and, and you know what COVID skates. did through? Oh, speaking of roller skates. No, no, no. You go ahead. Oh, I was I was just going to add that you know with COVID rolling through too. You know, I know personally. Uh, you know, I've got uh, I've got three grown children and a nine year old. So you know, it it really changed his lifestyle a lot when COVID rolled through. So, I mean, a lot of them now just, they're not conditioned because they just can't be, you know, we've got parents working, we've got them trying to either not be in school or homeschool or, you know, trying to figure out what to do with them. And they can't just be running around on the streets anymore like we used to do because they'll get gone or dead because the world just isn't the place that it used to be. So, you know, when I was my son's age, man, I, we hit the woods and wouldn't be back till dark. I wouldn't dare let my son run down the street like my mama used to let me do. I wouldn't dare. But, but yeah, I mean, it's a they they live in a whole different, you know. I, I guess I'm trying to say, you know, it's it's not their fault either. It, it's, it's just the the times. Yeah. Well, so we, what we had about it. the roller skates. Oh, now like sometimes uh, there have been occasions where people wear their roller skates. Oh, okay, cool. I thought you was about to say we got a we got a roller skate uh, park. I was waiting for that. <laughs> we, have, we also have a side area where you can skate on roller skates and really bring yeah. back the memories. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I, I, I don't encourage the whole roller skates thing because you know. But um, look, even though if, if you did if you didn't have the beginner's lane for the roller skates, I couldn't wear them in any way. I always started <laughs> off. I always started off in the beginner little rails you hold on both sides as you're going on the skate so you get used to standing on them then you took off at the big floor and you got knocked down by the big kids you know i i i had to do the little one first so if you don't have the little one i i can't do the roller skate <laughs> so i got a question for you and this is i know this i know you, there i know there's not an answer for this question but i want to see what the closest we can get to and it, and it doesn't have to be one it can be a couple out of out of your arcades that you have there what is your favorite to play not not necessarily which what your favorite game is but like right now in this moment which one's your favorite one that like you know maybe you'll walk out there one evening and cut the lights on and be like you know what i gotta go out here and get this high score now which, which one's the one that you do most maybe it's hard to say it's um you know probably a few personal favorites would be um Dragon's Lair, Morph, Pingo, um, and gosh, but but you know, I I love them all to some degree. I just have an intense appreciation for the games of this time period. One hundred percent, because they really Dragon's Lair. Dragon's is that the one that was the Disney, and it looks like it's a it looks like it's a real cartoon, right? Yeah, yeah. God, that game is so hard, dude. <laughs> yeah, they don't know hard games nowadays. That game is hard, bro. <laughs> it was. It was definitely different. I've spent it? so many quarters in on that game. Golly bum. Well, I've still never beat the game. I, I don't think I've ever even got to the Dragon's Lair. Now my brother has beat it, <laughs> uh, wow. and I think only only three people in eight years has come in here and beat the game. Wow. So I believe yeah. it though. 
I believe it because yeah. you know with all the all the ups and downs and different ones, and you'll think you got it, and then you know, okay, this one's forward forward twice and jump or something, but then it'll switch it on you. It's gonna be left twice, bah, bah, or something. Right. It's, it's all I remember about that game is it's a cartoon. It's been so long since I've played it. I don't remember even how to play that game. It was one of the That's, ones, it was one of the first ones I remember, you know, one of the earliest ones that when we saw it, we were like, wow, that's that's really like watching the cartoon. It's like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, so, so I remember when, the first time I played like Space Invaders on the Atari 2600, like, you know, that was the first time I remember controlling something, an object on a television screen, mm-hmm. and that was mind-blowing. And then, right. you know, so, so then... Uh, with the evolution of things when Dragon's Lair came along, now all of a sudden, you know, you're not just controlling an object, you're controlling a cartoon, a live action cartoon. And that was just staggering to the brain at that time. No doubt. No doubt. It, it, it flips me out. Me and my buddies talk about it a lot. How every, like say home console, every progression of the home console we have been every single one with the whoa look at these graphics whoa look at these mm-hmm. graphics and now it's to the point to where you know i think it was playstation 3 my dad come walking in to my i was playing something i think it was a sports game or a wrestling game one and my dad came in and he goes oh who's it was it was a wrestling game he's like oh who's fighting tonight and he's, he's like oh you playing a game boy i thought that was the tv like it, mm-hmm. <laughs> it looked so good but, as yeah. good as the graphics are getting right now with all the games, I, I'm like, can I just have an old NES? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's you can if you go to left switch. So how do we <laughs> so so is this is is the wieners and losers is the arcade itself? It and is and then left switch bread and bed and breakfast is the so and right. but the, the wieners and losers is inclusive with the bed and breakfast, correct? Right. So okay. wieners and losers is when you come to Wieners and Losers, that's a three-hour block. We also do yeah. private parties, and those are three-hour blocks. So the Airbnb is like a private party, but you spend the night. So awesome. when, when you stay at the Airbnb, you get a three-hour block in the arcade, and um, you know you got. And you get to come back room. to the. Yeah, you get to come back to the room and play all the consoles. <laughs> yeah, so it's you're really overwhelmed with you know, all these things that you can do, but it's all eighties and uh, it's a good time. So, so let's touch on it's the so consoles, uh, on, on the consoles for me. When you come back to the Airbnb and you get the consoles to choose from to play and everything, uh, as far as games go for each console, I mean, like how many games per console do you think you have on average? A lot. And <laughs> that's the best answer ever. You look like you were thinking for a second, like, is it one, two? Well, it's just I, a lot. <laughs> well, well, here, what happened was, like, in 1996, I bought my first arcade game, which was Frogger. Okay, well, prior to that, um, I collected consoles. And so I was doing it when they were completely worthless. Mm-hmm. And um, so my brother and I would go down. Yeah, you could buy a GameCube for $35. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we go around to flea markets and buy this stuff up. I remember buying like an Atari and 20 games for five bucks. And we would, and they were like little lost puppies or something to me. Like I would see one and I would just have to buy it because they wanted next to nothing for it. And I thought it's going to be thrown in the trash. 
I'm just going to buy this. So what happened eventually, and you see, we didn't have a lot of money growing up and we wanted to experience every console um, because we were aware of them when we were kids, but we just didn't get to play them. We just didn't have the money to do that. So I bought all these consoles. Um, and so my brother was one of the first people to make a homebrew for the Atari 2600. And around that time, and this was probably, I don't know, late nineties, um, this stuff started to become nostalgic and, uh, they started holding these conventions in Philadelphia and we would go every year. So I mass produced his game and we would go up there and we would sell his game. Well, I would also bundle all of these systems that I had brought through the years, the ColecoVisions and the Intellivisions and all these. I had over 100 Atari 2600s at one time. Wow. Wow. And so I would just bundle all this stuff up and take it up there and I'd sell it. And all the money I would make, I'd go around to the different vendors and I would just buy things that I didn't have. And so through that process, you know, we amassed a lot of games for all these systems. So just, and it's just simply right place, right time. That's all this is. Yeah. Um, if, you know, you know how it is like, if you tried to collect this stuff now, <laughs> you're going to break the bank. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but back then, you know, I just hit it the right time, you know, it was worthless and it just happened to be something I loved and we thought was fun and cool. And, and, and you know, everything is coming back around right now. Um, uh, a friend of mine online made a uh, mention of this on his Facebook the other day. He said, you know, everything that I grew up on as a kid is suddenly making its way back around again. Because if you if, if you go to Walmart and go to the electronics section, you've got albums there now and record players. The record players have been out for a good bit now. Again, a re-release for record players, but now they're releasing albums again. And I remember, you know, being in Nashville when I lived there, I could go to a place called The Great Escapes in Nashville in Madison. Um, and they had albums there, the original albums from like the seventies and everything. You get even pay three or four bucks an album. They're in good shape, no scratches or anything. Maybe you got some that's in really good shape in a plastic sleeve, and they're more collectible, and they want to sell them to you for ten, fifteen bucks. But mm -hmm. even now, you know, and you can still buy them for that price now. Probably, truth be known, I don't know. I've been there quite some time, but these albums at Walmart are going for like twenty bucks plus now. Uh, but they're brand new, you know, released and they're wrapped in plastic. Everything and kids are the younger generations getting into it, and it's like they're understanding, like when they were, you would be asked by a younger kid, uh, "Why would you listen to that record? Don't you have a DVD or don't you have a CD for the record? You know, why are you watching that VHS tape? Don't you have it on DVD or digital download?" Well, yeah, but there's something unique about watching it on a VHS tape or listening to an actual album where you hear the crackling of that needle. Yeah, the crackling yeah. of that needle is where it's at, man. Yeah, that's, so like, I mean, that's like, that's like, um, uh, the, the, talking about the things coming back around. That's like, well, what I was talking about, my Silver Surfer. Dude, Thanos is like, because Thanos, this is the thing about those two, is one doesn't exist without each other. They're the they're each other's yin and yang. So, and, and all the MCU fans don't have a clue about that. But now, the any comic book with Thanos in it is just skyrocketed. But what I'm waiting for to come back around, I'm waiting for my 1991 Topps Don Mattingly misprint that has a stats <laughs> on the back, no picture, but it's glossed across 
I'm waiting for that to come back around because when I was 12 years old living in Aiken, South Carolina, a guy at a car shop offered me 800 bucks for that thing. And I wouldn't take it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to retire on that. You know, I thought I had me a doggone Babe Ruth or something. You know, I'm like, mm -hmm, I'm keeping this one. My Nolan Ryans, my, hey, my baseball. Nolan Ryans used to be worth 30 and 40 a piece. They're worth like a dollar now. Yeah, baseball cards I miss a lot too. But, you know, you can't really buy baseball cards these days inexpensively at all. And I'm talking about new release baseball cards, not any older ones. You go find some old wax packs that haven't been opened yet. Uh, the only thing you can find is like 89 and 90, it seems like. And those are the crap years for Tops. Yeah, right. Tops yeah. and Score. You'll see Score football mm -hmm. cards by the thousands out there, unopened packs. We'll, we'll, sell, we'll sell it to you for a dollar. I'll, tell, yeah. I'll give you a dollar if you'll just take it. You're right. And, uh, they won't fleer and pinnacle. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, I don't know how to explain how the weapons different they're made these days i mean they're they feel like they're thicker cardstock or something they're they're real slick they're the pictures are bright and vibrant and everything but it doesn't matter because you but you got you bought the card because it just represented your favorite player and had his stats on the back of it and his number and all this good stuff and everything and it was collectible you wanted to collect the whole and you got that chalk and you got that chalky powdery piece of gum and it remember that yeah, <laughs> it's always it was always hard and broke up into little pieces all in your baseball card pack that's because it was 10 years old when they put it in the pack <laughs> that's right that's right that's why that's what that was exactly um of your consoles yeah. that you of, of your consoles that you got what's your favorite console that you played on well, I mean, I'm sentimental about the Atari 2600. That was our console, and that's what we played. Um, but lots of good ones. Lots of old consoles that, you know, a lot of people have never heard of that were really good that just, for whatever reason, maybe they just didn't have good PR. Right. I don't know. Um, like well, that's not the Atari Jaguar was the first 64-bit system to come, to come out. Like, it was yeah. the very first one. And nobody, it, it didn't sell anything. I've only seen two of them in my entire life. One of them was on sale when it first hit. Yeah. The, the ja uh, Jaguar, you'll be saying Jaguar, the Atari 2600. I, I have a lot of, quite a few memories of that one. Uh, playing their, you know, the version of Pac-Man. I can still hear that annoying brown, 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 brown yeah. sound in my head of a Pac-Man going up and down the screen, eating the pellets, <laughs> whatever. I mean, it just looked nothing like the actual Pac-Man game, right? It just made right. for your, you know, the Atari system at home. But to play that and some games that you would think you would not like, like Circus Atari, that I found, I found Circus Atari to be one of the most entertaining games I had on the Atari system. And it was just a simple thing of bouncing these clowns around on the on the little teeter totters from side to side, yeah. and popping the balloons across the screen as, you, yeah. as they're flying across the screen. It's I liked that game. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was fun. And then, you know, I'm sitting there thinking the other day when I was looking at your website the other day when I first talked to you, and I'm seeing all these consoles, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back to Atari, and all these games started coming back like Yars Revenge. Uh, I love playing Yars Revenge. Uh, Berserker. Um, or was it Berserker or Berserker? One of the Berserk. two. Berserk. Okay, look like little robots on the screen mm -hmm. shooting each other i guess if you're playing against each other or against the other robots across the screen these little bolts it would send out but there was one game that a friend of mine had that i never had on my atari that i loved and i was always playing at their house you'll probably remember it it's called megamania i remember it 
Mega Mania didn't really go as much side to side as it did up and down the screen. You got your control on the ship at the bottom. You're destroying everything in front of you. Then you got, when it goes side to side, you get the little things. And there was a pattern to each screen. There was like yeah. a pattern for each screen, if you think about it, of how you would shoot. And I think, if I remember correctly, when you shot, you could control it with a joystick. When the missile left, you controlled it. It would curve over to the yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that was like the most absolute fun game was it was Mega Mania that I played that nobody ever heard of. All my friends that were playing like the NES and they got the Sega Genesis and all that stuff. Like I had both of those and I loved those as well. But I'm like, well, did you ever play the Atari and have like Mega Mania? They're like, Mega what? No, no. I mean, I I, I know combat. Everybody do combat. I know Pac-Man. Everybody do Pac-Man. Yeah, but. I didn't know any of them. I didn't get. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had I, a huge. I didn't get it. It was a huge library, just like NES. I mean, Atari Twenty Six Hundred and NES; those libraries are huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's way more NES games than I ever gave them credit for. I didn't realize how many there really was. Uh, tons, I had, tons. I, I had a select few that I liked that I stuck with, and I wasn't much into buying anything new. Uh, the most recent game that I've played, I've played since two thousand and nine maybe it's one of those um was world of warcraft I, I played it from one of their expansions clear up until just late last year when i stopped playing finally but the, when it comes to the, the nes i had like maybe 12 games that i really like to play and of those 12 i had about three of them that i played consistently that i love to play and uh one of them there toward the end uh was metal gear one of the earlier versions of metal gear uh, you sure it wasn't metal slug no, I'm, I think it was called Metal Gear. It had uh, the guy's name was Snake, I think. Uh, the, the, really? Uh, that was on original S, uh, original NES? I didn't realize I, that was an original 8-bit game. I do. Am I wrong on that? Am I uh, no, I'm not, I don't know. I don't I, know. I think you're right. Well, I think you're both right. Both of those titles were on NES, and mm-hmm. my brother would know for sure. He, he'll, he'll be sure to correct me if I'm wrong. But, but my uh, thing, the reason why I'm not positive is because – I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my sob story now. Y'all can y'all can feel sad for me. I'm sad. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, get your violin ready, buddy. Uh, my my original game console was a hand-me-down from my grandmother's house that belonged to my uncles, and it was Pong. So my original was Pong. We're talking 1992. <laughs> when I got that, uh, three years later, I saved up my on my own and got an SNES. That was the first console I ever got and I bought it myself. My parents would not buy me a game console. So anything that I got to play was at friends' house. So I got to play I got to play NES and um <clears throat> I got to play some Atari a little bit of Atari, but mostly Sega. And then, you know, looking at magazines, Boys Life, because I was in Boys Guys, you know, looking at Boys Life and looking at Fangora and comic books and stuff like that dreaming of these game consoles is how i learned about a lot of the older games and then of course arcades so the the nes library the sega the original sega library and the atari library i'm only familiar with through what my small exposure in reading about so and that's why i'm not sure about that one we we play uh all the marios the um they had my friends in aiken had the um what was it? It was the, the Olympic edition. So you had like this pad that rolled out that plugged in and you could run on it and jump and do oh, all, yeah. the, all the Olympic stuff on it. 
yeah, power that pad. Was, the power pad. There power we go. Pad. Yeah, that thing was awesome. So. Next thing you well, throw you that power glove and everything on. Oh yeah. <laughs> but whereabouts around Winston Mario Winston Salem Mario? Are you um we like are we are are you out away from the city are you on the way to to andy griffith's I'm, place or <laughs> uh, well i am on the northern side of okay. winston salem mm -hmm. so um it's not far from the city it's technically in winston salem but i'm not really in the city okay cool, cool. but uh yeah just a, a little tiny speck on the map but right. uh, and it's very, I guess, inconspicuous. You drive up to it and you just, you know, it's like you're just at any other place, really. So awesome. Awesome. But, all right. Well, we don't want to keep you on all night long here and take up your tired night or anything. Yeah, because so we can keep on for sure. We, we probably <laughs> could. So it, it, if you're you fine. will, go ahead and give us a rundown again real quick uh, where you're located at, what your social media is for people, where they can find you. That way we make sure that they uh, know it front and back. And uh, hopefully you'll get some referrals off here. People come up and see you other than Travis, you know, because oh, Travis yeah, going Travis to annoy you to death because he won't come pick me up and bring me up there with him. Right. right. So, <laughs> right. Well, I might have sent you a ticket. I look forward to hosting you, Travis. Thank you. Thank you. I'll definitely <laughs> be emailing as soon as we get done. It's going to be a good time. So, you. Uh, so you can visit. Uh, wieners and losers uh, just go to our website longlivethe80s.com there's a really simple form there for you to fill out uh, you can also find us at facebook and that is slash wieners and losers and the same goes for instagram that's wieners and losers and um you know that's pretty good it's pretty simple there's also a direct link to the airbnb at our website longlivethe80s.com and of course, you can find that on the Airbnb app as well. But uh, yeah, you know, pretty simple format. And uh, but it's a good time, and um, there's just nothing like it. Um, and it's you know anybody out there that's even thinking about it, trust me, you'll be glad that you did. No just doubt. come on over. I I believe it already. I'm I'm already a fan i'm yes okay wait a minute i got i'm sorry before we let you go do y'all have swag do you do you sell memorabilia for wieners and losers we sell t-shirts sweet and, i gotta have a t-shirt and, <laughs> and they're they're at amazon we sell those on amazon awesome so, but uh yeah we got t-shirts that's the only merch that we have we're kind of sort of working on that i have a couple things in the works but uh that's pretty much it but yeah, there's a lot of new shirts out there. Heck yeah. Awesome. awesome. All right. Well, I, I, at one point, you'll have Travis before you have me, but I'll be up there eventually. I might I might even have to set up a time and date with Travis so we can get away at the same time and hey, just and just meet up up there or something. That's what I'm out. We'll find a parking we'll, garage to leave your car in. We'll meet halfway and just, yeah, and we'll, just we'll just rule the day and put our put our initials <laughs> on all the games that we can. I'm telling you, buddy. That'll be awesome. That'll work. It'll be right. awesome. I, Scott, we really appreciate uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your no day doubt. to come on with us and talk about this, and uh, just you know, thank you for bringing all this stuff out for everybody to enjoy and everything. That's yes, a lot of that's a lot of work you put into it over the years, and uh, you know, I definitely hope that it continues to be a success for you and everything. One hundred percent. Happy to do it. Thank you guys so much for having me. 
Yes, sir. Right. Nice to meet you. And congratulations on your success, too. And continued success. We're going to speak positive. It's going to be continued. We're going to keep right. growing, too. I want, I want 350 games. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it for you, Travis. There we go. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I love it. All right, Scott. Thank you once again. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good one. Yes, sir. Good night. All right, okay. Scott, Scott left everybody. All right, so that's Scott Leftwich of Winners and Losers and the Airbnb. Such a great concept. Like I said before, Travis, you know, with what he's got going and everything. Um, I, I I can't I just can't imagine spending the time. I would love to have the time oh, to be able to go. No myself, doubt. You know. Maybe we can con him into uh, giving us a behind the scenes too when we go back. You know what I mean? Like when we go up there, we'll be like, hey, man, remember Retro Life for you? We're going to do another special <laughs> episode with you, man. We'll get the behind the scenes stuff going on. Uh, he, uh, he, uh, he's got a great thing going on there. And uh, I know that whenever you get a chance to get up there, because you'll go way before I will. You'll get a chance to go. <laughs> Bro, I'm going as soon as he gives me the invite. Like, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I will be on that mailing list tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that. You have to give me the rundown yourself for sure and everything. Tell me what you experienced with the games, how it felt, and everything. Heck yeah. And then, you know, I, I got so much going on. I, I swear. I got so much going on with the move and everything that if uh, when we get there, uh, get settled in and everything, I'll still have some time for I'll be able to do anything. You know, it probably a good month after even settling in. I'm not even sure how the move's going to go yet, hundred uh, percent right. for sure. When we get there, you know, as far as getting a place right away or having to stay with someone for a little bit to get a place. So it's a lot. It's still a lot of work. It's going to go, go perfect. On it's going to go great. We're going to speak we are, into existence, we are, brother. We are definitely hoping for that for sure. Absolutely. Yes. But, yeah, I'll take some videos, bro, because I am hitting that place up. I yeah. promise. I'm going to be though. in love with that place. I'm going to – yeah. I'm already in love with it. I ain't even been yet. <laughs> You're just thinking about hot dogs and chili. Come on. I know, man. I do <laughs> – like, I just – we're going to do it again. I'm going to just – like, thank you so much for – for bringing me along on the podcast. I've got, look, on this podcast so far, I can go ahead and say these because because they're out. So I've got to speak to Maggie. Yes. I, I, and along with all the other stuff that she's done. Yes. And such a cool, cool person. And and talking like we've just known each other. And then, you know, we had Lori. We had the our video vixen. Our hot, are you hot for teacher? <laughs> so we had, you know, I've got to speak to, I've got to speak to her and what a super cool chick she is too. Like it's just awesome, awesome, awesome. And now with him and doing this, it like my childhood dream, he, he has accomplished my childhood dream of having every console ever made, bro. I have a friend that's got pretty much, I don't want to say every console, but he's got a ton of consoles. And I don't know if he plays them or well, not. Well, not ever made, but the, con the consoles from that time period that he yeah. said, yeah. But the fact that he's got all these video games and, and a place to set them up at and enjoy them, uh, <clears> and that he knows how to repair them and keep them that's up. That's the kind of thing, awesome. too. And see, that's the kind of thing, too, is and it, I did, we should have asked it. I didn't ask him that. And I'm but I'm sure it is. So you have to you have to rent the BNB in order to get access to all those consoles. I would imagine we didn't ask him that for sure, but I believe he said earlier. Like, I believe he stated earlier that he's got three hour blocks for winners and losers. And when right. you stay at when you stay at Airbnb, you automatically get a three hour slot. Right, right. But I'm saying if you just go to winners and losers, I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to. If you go to if you just go to winners and losers, you don't get access to the BNB. You don't get access to the BNB. Right, but if you, you pay for the B and B, you get access automatically. To that's what I'm saying. Losers. Right, right. 
Yes, yes, yes. So if you just go to the arcade, you don't necessarily get to go play the consoles no. unless you get the B and B. My right. problem would be was I I don't if you get me to B and B, I'm I'm not gonna leave the room to go play Wieners and Losers <laughs> or vice versa. Like I'm gonna be stuck. So now I'm gonna have to go to this place. Mm-hmm. A multitude of times. Well, remember, we were just talking about a few <laughs> moments ago. I said, Scott, there's no way in the world they can get all this stuff in on one day. He said, no. no, no, no. It takes many trips, many trips to get this done. So many trips to the arcade. If you just want to take yourself a getaway weekend or something and go to the Airbnb and just play the consoles all weekend long or something, that's all you did. You got your money's worth out of it right there. Yeah, and you can look that up at Leftwich B&B, not Wieners and Losers. But you can find it all. Right through there and then you can find it all through his uh social and through the website right and what we will have the website at the bottom of the video here in the description of the video yes. we'll have his, his uh, directly to his website in here mm-hmm. that way everybody can see that and i'll try to uh, get his um uh, social media in here as well on the, uh-huh. the links down there so that being all uh-huh. oh, speaking of social media what a segue i just did right there travis bang bang i mean we're getting like, the hang of this man it's like it's just smoothly <laughs> just whoosh, what i'm saying we're getting the hang right of this in. bro we get matter of fact i'm gonna do that one more time because the mouse wasn't over the thing and i screwed that up but like it's just like real smooth like whoosh, you know social media is a very important thing these days it's the way that you keep up with us and the way that we hear from you so if you would take a moment and follow us. We're located at TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at our name Retro Life for You. That's R E T R O L I F E, the number four Y O U. You can also reach us via email at retrolifeforyou at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe and follow and share us with your friends. And hey, while you're at it, do us a huge favor and leave us a great five star review and a rating. It helps in ranking the podcast and, most importantly, lets us know how we're doing for you. I have no idea why you were soaring around like an airplane. I can see this in the background. It was so perfect. I'm like, what is he doing? What is he doing back there? Because you... So I was airplane. Right. (laughs) You're the man, Travis. For right now, anyway. For right for now. now. I'm a man. You yeah, are man. you are a man. The man. <laughs> okay, we're going to wrap this up before he gets any kookier for the night. It's, it's about this time of the night where he usually starts losing everything about him, you know. What can you do, though? It's hard to get good help, but I got decent help, at least. It's going to be entertaining. Entertaining. <laughs> Travis, until our next episode, dude. Yes, sir. We will see everybody then.